Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears, that's right, Dad's back, uh, had enough of the crap, and we are into ranking season. It always feels like uh, it's it's so far off, it's so far off, and then you're just like, ah, fuck, we've got to get into this again. Mm. Mm. And uh, he, he doesn't look happy, but uh, he's joining me this week. The man with the worst musical taste in fantasy football, Statesman. Oh, that is harsh. Where did you get that from? Barnsey over Ian Moss. My God, get oh, out of here. You've been hanging Jesus. around with Doss too long. You can't you can't base it on three songs. What, what's the fourth song? What? Just, it, well, any like any time there's an Ian Moss... Cold Chisel song, and yeah, it's, it's just like halfway, halfway through, you're just like, oh, why did they uh, put this track of, you know, armadillos um, disemboweling each other over this track? And you're like, oh, that's just when Jimmy Barnes decided to bob in and give his two cents worth. So, All right. Well, let's, let's have a, uh, a non-ISO uh, little test here. Let's go out. Um <laughs> We'll go. We'll go. Barnsey versus Roxette. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll I'll set that up now. Um, so, uh, what are we going to call it? Non ISO. Um, Just life draft. <laughs> life draft. That that'll be good. Uh, life draft um, between Steve and Stato. Okay, so let's add a poll and let's go. <laughs> Who's got the worst taste? <laughs> oh, here, here come the burners. Go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're the one that's proven the burners of recent times. No, that's Cam, isn't it? That's absolutely Cam. Anyway, listeners, uh, of course, it is ranking season and. Uh, just rocks. It's it's a nightmare. Someone's just thrown a flare into the into the rank, stormed the ranking pitch, and uh, all all goodwill is gone. Do you see that, Stato? Yeah, quite unbelievable, isn't it? It is absolutely unbelievable. So I'm going to go six hours for this pod uh, for this uh, poll. So we see how we go. Like all right, it's underway. Up. So we'll yeah. at the end of the pod, we'll get an update on what the votes are. So he's got the worst <laughs> worst taste in music in fantasy footy. Okay, so very good. So we're going to go through our uh, 15... Well, we'll go through my ranks and, Correct. and we can just uh, shred so, them. Yeah, just for the listeners. Um, so we've decided what pod we're doing. I've got a whole heap of stocking fillers for um, after we go through the rankings. But Steve decided uh, we're starting ranking season. So I started... In, allocated about two hours to go through some rucks and uh, about an hour and a half through I go and what is this shit fight and I think my message to you was uh, do you want me to do ranks as well or are we going to go through yours and uh, you let me go the soft option so that's what I've done and that's why we're going through Steve's and besides one I'm probably going to pick holes in most of them just for my little concerns. No, I don't mind that. I don't mind the devil's advocate approach because, and I think it's really 
appropriate with this because I found myself when I'm doing my ranks, I sort of had to tell myself a story as to why I wanted this player here. And I'll say this straight off the bat, listeners, this list will change. This list will change repeatedly uh, all the way through till draft day. But I've told myself a story about uh, who I like in what position uh, just at this point in time, and it can absolutely change. So we're going to kick it off. And I think I saw on Twitter, someone tweeted out, uh, who do you think will be, like, who's your top ranked in each position? And most people said Tim English, and I'll, probably join that line mm-hmm. I, I think he is the one for me that I'm actually quite comfortable what's going to happen no Steph Martin uh, and they've brought in um, Lob and Lob's role is going to be their tall forward pinch hitting in the ruck yeah it's uh, and just for everyone's benefit this is AFL fantasy we're talking AFL fantasy rucks Yep. And and can I just give a quick update on the, the live draft between Stato and Steve? Uh, currently, you're leading um, with 66% of the votes voting for Roxette. And one person I'm just about to block in TWR has just responded and said, listen to your heart. Well, you're also pro Copperhead Road, Stato. <laughs> so well, it's... no, no, it's, it's that's not actually true. I'm just not. Um, going to kill the next person that's playing it like you are. Literally the worst song in existence. Uh, someone who's not the worst in existence is number two, The Pride. Mm. Pride of Portland, Rowan Marshall in at number two. Yeah. Now, now I, I'm going to say I understand why everyone's got him in their top two, and I can understand all this because the potential is there. If he is the main ruckman and he plays 22 rounds yes he'll be a a top two ruckman but let's have a look at the history of ross the boss coaching ruckman it's a very long list without any real star fantasy scores with maybe one exception with his time with sandy lands but what else are you going to do with sandy lands and he was always that dominant tap ruckman because of his height but the rest is not good reading now, does that pose the question? Is he's not really caring about the ruck? He's more worried about the midfield work, and that they just play uh, a battering role. Well, Rowan Marshall isn't a battering role type player. He's a genuine superstar. Now, with also Max King out until at least May, does that mean that he parks himself forward, and that could be the issue here? So, body. And roll a question marks throughout Rowan Marshall's career, and it's not going away for me, so I'm hesitant. So, therefore, it's a very high likelihood that the pride goes early. I mean, ter- talking first three rounds, I'm not grabbing him there. Do you think he does? I think he does. I think people are going to panic oh. on rucks. This is a pump ruck year, right? I think people will be panicking that I need a good one. I actually think it's a year where people should just lock on to who they like and there's really no excuse not to get them. I don't think Rowan Marshall goes that early. I'd be surprised. If he goes forward, the other thing is he's going to get forward status um, and he probably won't kill you. Uh, I think you could pair him with a later Ruckman like a Laddams or a 
Proust or someone like that, so maybe you're not dead in the water. But th- there's nothing in front of him. It's Tom Campbell. Do you, do, Tom Campbell's 31. He's never played 10 games in a season. Yeah, but geez, he looked good at the second, second or the last two rounds. I think they plonked him there. And I, and I think once Hayes is back, like, mm-hmm. th- th- there's no excuse. Like, Marshall's in his absolute prime. Like, these are his prime years. Uh, I understand the concerns. No one else carries Marshall's upside unless Grundy mm-hmm. or Gorn gets injured. And that's why I got him at two. Yeah, no, um, I, I totally understand the theory. Yeah. I'm just not excited or just dropping everything to get him. Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be interested to see what his ADP looks like, and that's probably going to be a, a big thing. I, I sort of thought I'd rank him at two, but his ADP would be more like the fourth or fifth ruck. So maybe I'm way out of line on that. Yeah. Anyway, number three, Sean Darcy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and the, the problem with Darcy is he's, like, they've lost, like, so Lobb's gone, uh, Meek's gone. I think those are good things. Obviously, they brought Luke Jackson in. I, I'm not convinced on Luke Jackson as a ruckman. He kind of seems like an all-over-the-shot player, um, whether he's a midfielder, whether he's a forward I know Darcy can play forward, and he's the problem with Darcy is his scores are either boom or just kind of ick. Um, throws a lot of sub eighties in, but again, he carries. If he puts it together, he carries upside that the others don't have. He fell away eight points on his uh, twenty twenty one average. He did get an ankle knock at the start of the year. Whether he carried that through, I'm not not sure, but um, I'm just convinced on his role. Yeah, he probably has upside that others don't. I probably disagree with you uh, a little bit that um, that Luke Jackson is not as good as Rory Lobb or um, M- Lloyd Meek, as you mentioned before. There, Steve. Um, not exactly. That's not. That's not. That's don't not let exactly truth, what I said, though, is it? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, Steve. Um, <laughs> at, at the end of the day. Um, Jackson's only 21, and us rating him as a ruckman this early is a little bit off the mark. And I think we all got ahead of ourselves because of his 2021 second half in a grand final, where he basically helped win the game um, for the D's. Um, I, I think he's more of a forward than he is a ruck, which which it bodes well for Sean Darcy. But Sean Darcy's also a good target up forward. So there's a chance it's a, a 60-40 split, and that has me concerned. I would have a clear R3, and it's not Sean Darcy. Yeah, I'm not not convinced. I'd say I can't imagine it's anywhere near 60. I'd have to have it more 65 plus. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. It, it, there's a world that all this happens, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I could I could easily see Darcy being people's R6, and that's the kind of year it is. I think it's a real pick your poison. I think ruck lists are going to be wildly different, so that's fine. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. It's weird, so, but but he, he certainly drops ADP, doesn't he, Sean Darcy? Yeah, and I think you, if you have him as your R3, you won't have to pick him as the R3, so he'll have a wildly different ADP to that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, number four, I got Brody Grundy. Yeah, he's my number world. three. He is my number three. I'm, I just can't see a world where he is not predominantly the the ruckman. Um, although I, I must admit, and I think I spoke about it previously on the pod in this preseason, 
that I think is a match-up situation with who's the lead ruck at Melbourne. But I think predominantly that's what Grundy is going to be. Yeah, you want to talk about 60-40 splits. This is the 60-40 yep. I see. Agreed. And I think where you see a lot of um, secondary ruckmen, if you want to call it that, like the second ruckman in the team, uh, they often don't win hitouts at a particularly high clip. Max Gorn's obviously still going to win hitouts at a particularly high clip. It's still a good team. Uh, I'll, I'll be really interested to see what they how they use this setup is because I was trying to picture the Melbourne forward line and teams already walk it out of there. Like defenders against Melbourne is just money for jam, and I mean Max Gorn isn't going to help that. Yeah. Uh, I'll... The the way I'm looking at this, uh, Grundy's major asset is that he's the fifth midfielder and that his tank is just superb for a big man. Um, so I think the one thing that's going to really help his scoring this year is the points per minute. So he's going to actually spend less time as that fifth midfielder, which means his output is going to be greater in the shorter space of time, if that makes sense. So... The Melbourne's going to run the big men off their legs. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have to get a bit quicker with their ball movement. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he possesses upside the others don't have. Um, fifth, I've got Max gone, and I I didn't love it, but that's mm. where I've got him. He's the one out of that two that is likely to take the biggest hit in ruck time. And that hurts. So they they were talking about it for the whole... Uh, Jackson time, but Jackson's nowhere near a Brody Grundy when it comes to ruck skill or playing as a ruckman. So my thoughts here is this plan means that that Max might add another year or two onto his career um, and effectively be that sort of um, pinch hitter that creates absolute bedlam for the opposition. The reason I've got him here is a look back to the 2012 season, which is probably the last time we had a super dominant ruck pairing in Nick Nat and Dean Cox. And Nick Nat still managed to average 86 as not an AFL fantasy scoring player. Um, so I'm kind of just, I'm playing it safe here. Grundy, the last couple of seasons, been a bit nicked up. Uh, if there's any sort of injury to him, Max Gorn's stonks go through the roof. So there's a little bit of that in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's fair. That's I fair. could have easily put him seventh. It was either going to be five or seven because I think the next two guys are just in lockstep and it's going to be a pick your poison. I've got Jared Witts at six and Riley O'Brien at seven. Yeah. So Wits and, and Rob are both just consistent. Is there anyone else on the Adelaide system that can actually take time off him? Because we know he's sort of not next-level guy, so do they need to find – is Riley Tilthorpe potential to take time away? I wouldn't have thought it would be huge time if he did. Yeah. Where I think last could... year's kind of, yeah. Last year was kind of a good year for Rob, so you're really drafting him at that. Wits had a really good year off the injury, I thought. Like he was that was as good as you could have expected as well. Yeah. Uh, and look, I I look at this with Wits and go, 
there's just no one else that's going to knock his position off. But he's not going to be a superstar. He might be in, in Murdoch Ball, but at the end of the day, for AFL fantasy, he's just really solid. I think he was. He might have been because he played every game coming off a bloody knee injury, which is a surprise. Um, but the second or third highest scorer, just because he kept on playing. He did have a better second half yeah, as well. So I'll take that for what it's worth, whether he worked into it. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, like you mentioned, you're pretty locked into their roles. You know what you're going to get at this point of the season, it looks like anyway. So they're in at six and seven for me. Darcy Cameron in at number eight uh, has got the forward status. So he's obviously not going off the board as the R8. He's going off at the top 10 forward. Oh, if you're if you're picking him up as a ruckman, I think he's top five. I think his ceiling's much higher. Yeah, I, I just didn't consider him because of the forward status. New blokes told me off last year for doing this. Well, the only reason I put him in was because you the rest of shit. You had to cry. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I put him in as a ruckman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced on what Collingwood's setup is. I think the Dan McStay thing makes it more likely it's Darcy Cameron solo. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's actually a good thing for Dan McStay to be honest, because that's is when he didn't really have the uh, opposition for the positions that he excelled. Yeah. So the back yeah. end of 21, when Hipwood was out injured, um, he had a gr- fantastic run, about averaging 85 as a as a forward. Um, and then this year had some time where they were a bit short on the ruck, so he got more time in there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't as good this year as, as the year prior. He was actually a potential draft pick. So, yeah, int- like I said, fluid list. Stay fluid, people. Um but that's anyway, that's where I got Darcy Cameron as opposed to lined up with the other guys. You know what you're going to get from Wits. You know what you're going to get from Rob. Not 100% on Darcy Cameron. But, again, he's probably being drafted as a top 10 forward. Maybe even top 5 Stato. Yeah. Yep. Number 9, I got Nank. Yeah. See, Nank, so this is the other one. Um, if I got Nank really, really late in a draft, I, I wouldn't be too fussed and would be comfortable with it. But his scoring when Soldo is in the team is disastrous. And yeah. and I'm I'm thinking that the um the new rule, so it's no longer the medical sub, it's just a sub whatever you want to use, probably paints uh an opportunity for clubs to actually play two ruckmen because Come the third quarter, you can take one of your ruckmen off, whoever's not really been serviced if it's not working, and actually then put a runner in late in the third quarter. So these ruckmen may only be one out or number one ruckman for a quarter of a match. That ain't good. Yeah, and I, I agree 100%. The only thing that sort of I liked was Soldo was in and out of the team. It wasn't working <laughs> particularly well, I don't think, down at Richmond. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think he played the finals, so I'm I'm okay with Nank. I'm okay with missing out on. But I mean, these I mean, you talk about picking apart guys all the way down. Man, these last guys have some serious warts. This is the R nine onwards. Yeah, yeah. And just before you go to that disaster zone, uh, just give everyone an update on the the life draft. Now, <laughs> there's um, 
there's there's two things I hate in life. Uh, number one is uh, being old and incompetent at technology because somehow I tried to set it for six hours, but it's set for six days. <laughs> so this is going to be a long draft. Apologies of trying to edit it, but I can't seem to get into it. Um, someone might be able to tell me that little tool as well. But uh, I also hate our listeners so far, Steve. Um, <laughs> These are the is, old rusted-on listeners. They know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got this funny feeling that um, we have a lot of listeners that seem to be in their 40s and have got this little uh, heart desire for uh, the lead singer of Roxette. It's not looking Rest good. Rest in peace. Yeah, well... I've brainwashed them over the years to get on, on yeah. board. With yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out, but it's not looking great at the moment. All right. You might lose a poll for once. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In at 10. You can always delete it. Fuck, Bruce. Oh, no. Fuck, no. Come on. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I, I'm not touching it. Seriously. Your body, uh, sometimes third ruckman on the list. Look, it is it is one that could be rushing up the the leaderboard if at some point the new coach comes out and go, nah, Bruce is the type we want. So, thinking the Richmond system, what's their? I suppose their ruck is being that sort of workhorse one, isn't it? The, the Nank's the workhorse. Yeah, he has. They've they've played around with a couple. Like it was Nank, then he got injured, and they had Soldo and. They've tried a few things, I think, down at Richmond. Mm. And that's one thing, like, you, you talked about Ross Lyon with, with Marshall and that. I, when I've looked at things with, well, sorry, just to go back to Marshall, looking at what Ross Lyon's done with his teams, he seems to play to his strengths. Like St. Kilda, yeah. like, we were looking at defenders. He had good defenders, so they scored. At Fremantle, his defenders weren't exactly his strength. He had a good midfield. The midfield is like, I wouldn't say, well, Marshall's not, a, like you said, Marshall's a gun. Well, yep. if, if he's playing to his strengths, maybe that should be a bit more time. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Time will tell we on will that one. See. Anyway, Bruce, yeah, it's disgusting. But anyway, he probably carries upside. Some of these guys don't have. Number 11, I got Lysette. Ugh. Yeah. There, there's yeah. some people talking about Lysette having a real bump this year. Don't know if I actually see it, but look, healthy body, free run could be okay. He's not yeah, going to be could. the worst option, is he? No, he's not. There's guys below him. Mm. I haven't got Blixarves in my 15. That's probably the one. He's got the midfield status with the ruck status, but he's a guy who you just you don't know what the hell role he's going to play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he continues on wing pinch hitting, yeah, okay. But I, I think if these guys have a reasonable run of health, the ruckman at the Cats, he's probably not going to see that same time. De Conning helped him, didn't he? Yeah, I would have thought so, but yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so at eleven, my set twelve. I've got Sam Draper. Oh God! Well, I try to pick one young guy who has maybe upside. The one thing you know about Draper is he... Well, I shouldn't say no, but if Brad Scott's come out, intelligently said finals are a ways off, he's buying himself some time, then surely you're backing in a young Ruckman. Surely. Yeah. That's all they have, really, though, isn't it? Young Ruckman. 
is he the right one? Oh, Phillips. Uh, yeah, but he, he is just back up. But they've got young, is it Nick Bryan? I think he's injured, isn't he? I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, Draper, yeah, he, he can... He can be a bit of a bull around the ball, but he can sort of plot around and tap a few, have three kicks, knock a few people over and score your 35. Yeah, that's the problem. He falls into the category of Ruckman who can't find space. Yeah. So therefore don't pick up any cheap touches. Mm -hmm. So not good unless he starts laying some tackles. It's a real issue. Well, he's the fucking 12th Ruckman. (laughs) Yeah. In a 10-team league, he's undrafted. Yeah. yeah. Anyone out there in an 18 team league just oh. rucks off. Take them off. Yeah, uh, no, 13... put, put it put it on as two rucks with an 18 team. <laughs> <laughs> at, at 13 I got Nick Nat who Stato is allegedly flying flying. Well, um he's he's a worthwhile really late draft pick, isn't he? I mean, his his ceiling in AFL fantasy is probably eighty five, as in an average. So he's but solid as a rock. If you if that's your last draft pick on your field, it's not the worst. No, it's it's not. Um, but I, I would rather Nick Nat than Draper. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Fourteen, I got Laddams. Don't know which season. city Rockers. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking Hickey's the man unless he's injured. Yeah, he probably is, and, and he's, he's a decent scorer, Hickey. And we've we've talked about this before. He's fine. He's fine. He's better than fucking Draper. Just I'm just giving Draper. I'm just trying to give the young the young Rucks a bit of a you always a, a G up here, Stato. Yeah. Like your young boys. That's it. Noted That's young it. boy. Noted young boy fan, Stevie Fish. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Western Victoria, Stato. Yeah. That is what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, and especially with what Laddam did you see Laddam's thing at the end of last year? He just like poleaxed the dude into the yeah. fence. It was like a shit like I'm like, that's not a Sydney player. We we've been waiting for Laddam's season for quite some time. It looked like he had more of a chance against Lysette than Hickey. Isn't that a weird world? Oh, he had the first half of the season, didn't he, this year? Yeah. yeah. He, he's obviously... Uh, the, uh, they targeted him, so obviously they're lifting their expectations of what they want to see. So maybe he's getting ready for you know, when he's 26, 27 to take over the main role, you've learned your craft, you, you've worked hard, you've earned your position, now it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 15, rounding it out, Lloyd Meek. Mm. He should rock for Hawthorne, but his They've scores got three, haven't they? They've got should, three. Well, yeah, I understand that, but they brought him in when they already had the other guys. The other guys are kind of shit. Lloyd Meek's probably another shit ruck, but at least he's new. You know they're all the same age. They're all twenty-four, are they? And yeah. The, the problem. The problem with Meek, like you could honestly put Pitnet here. Um, I'll just yeah, be, he's going to be the number one. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I really don't have a strong take other than, you know, a new team, new environment, maybe Meek's okay, but he had the number one ruck roll at times last year and he was kind of pass, well, this year I should say. But anyway, it's 15. Where's Big O? Didn't I have Big O? Oh, yeah, put Big O in it like... Instead of Draper. Instead of Pruce. Put him above Pruce. I'll put him in at 10. So who missed out for you, Stevie? Um, So Pitnett... Um, obviously, like I said, I didn't have Blixarves in, but I'm a bit unconvinced. He could easily be uh, in front of Draper. Yeah. Um, Pitnet. Uh, I don't know. Who missed out? Mm. I'll bring up the list. Mm. There's a lot yeah. of bad rucks out there, Stato. That's all I know. There is. There is. I'm just... In my head. Oh, Reese Stanley missed out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, Goldie missed out. Yeah, well, no see, th- there's... Zeri there. um, um, is one to consider. Yeah, he is. I, I rated Goldstein's year when he got into the ruck. He was fine last year. How old is he? It must be 30. He's 34. Yeah, 34, yeah. 35, something like that. He's getting right up there. Um We've covered St Kilda, covered Richmond, covered Melbourne twice, um, covered Geelong, Western Bulldogs covered. Yeah, I think you might have um, covered them all. Yeah. Hmm. Well done, yep. Steve. Um, you, you actually, um, with a couple of little exceptions, you're actually a hell of a lot cleaner than me. I just got to the point where there was... Six left, and I just didn't know how to order them. It was just awful. Uh, the, the only one I'd say is um, is Draper, but he he potentially could get there. Who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of poetic license with that ranking. I really wanted to put TDK in there, but it's just not going to happen for him this year, is it? He's he's going to be back up. And I looked at that whole Carlton situation. He might not even play. Like, how are they supposed to carry? Pitnet, TDK, and uh, Silvani when they've got all these guys coming in because I would have thought Kennedy probably has to spend a little bit more time forward this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just a quick update before I go uh, and give Actors Santa and give you all a little present. Uh, The Life Draft update, uh, uh, we're 50-50. We're exactly spot on together at the moment, Barnsley v. Rocks et. So a little bit more comfortable with the listeners, a uh, couple of early Steve hanger-oners, um, but we're just starting <laughs> to balance balance out. So uh, obviously Creds uh, got in there nice and early and given you a bit of a right-wing vote. They, they do seem a little bit right-wing, Rocks et, don't they? No. No? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't, actually. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay, let's go to the stocking fillers. Now, these are players who may be an early Christmas present. Uh, Find deep and change your season and make a bit of a liar out of Steve Fizz and prove that you can win the season at the draft. And these are the type of players, and a couple of them are reasonably bigger names early on, but we'll get to the sort of thinner end a little bit later on. I'll go through uh, the players, make a small comment or might be even one word comment about them and see if Fizzy thinks they're a bit of a stocking filler. So the first one is Jade Gresham. 
maybe going a little bit earlier for a stocking filler as he's got forward status, but he's one that's promised so much and generally delivered very little. Could Ross the boss make him an elite player? Never been a fan. So that's a no, um, which means it's great. Yeah, and, and that's great because you have these people riding Jade off. Only means he's going to drop lower in your drafts and be a good stocking filler. The next one is James Rowbottom, uh, averaging uh, 82 as a mid only. will only make him quite low on the draft board, um, but he will have a clearer run now and could elevate his scoring, especially in Murdoch ball. The only problem is, Stato, that... Uh... Oh, maybe this lines up. Maybe Fantasy Freako is a Stato burner because uh, Fantasy Freako just said his player, his oh, boy really? for 2023. Yeah, I don't read James, my burners. James Robottom. You I just, just get, get the... Uh, I get all the, the staff to... to get the interns to send out the yeah, tweets. Yeah, correct. <laughs> That's exactly right. I never so, take uh, out... Yeah. Speaking Frico, of which... My um, boy. Freako, we, who's we, my boy. We'll uh, have a major... Mom. We will have a major announcement uh, coming in the next week before Christmas. Um, Steve and I have taken a few photo shoots and got a few artists to do a bit of work. So uh, we'll be announcing our major announcement uh, within the next week, just in time for Christmas. So you can buy us uh, some pictures or of us uh, in magnificent superhero poses. Uh, hashtag, but- hashtag arseless chaps. <laughs> uh, next one uh, is a name from the past a little bit uh, but could be a stocking filler it's Luke McDonald uh, this is a real roughy call but could Clarko roll him back in that sweeper role uh, if so scores could come uh, it's a late punt only on Luke McDonald but worthwhile um, a stocking filler rising up the ranks is Nick Blakey uh, big scores are coming. Uh, consistency may be an issue, but at one point he'll become the key runner at a defence for the Swans, the way he uses that foot, plus sixes galore, uh, looking at at least a 10-point bump, so some draft value. Now let's get into some scratchy ones. Uh, Brad Hill, uh, defender forward, uh, 75 average last year but already uh, likened to the wing role with that DPP flexibility to boot, a defender forward playing in that through the midfield uh, could be a real stocking filler. <sighs> Just a couple of comments on this one. Uh, I know you're going to hate this and I'll let you respond. Uh, Zach Williams, one last try. Oh, yeah, I can, you could do worse. I just think he's going to be so late. He's disappointed how many people. Absolutely. Um, and you just, it might be, you might actually get him at a, a D4. Yeah, you'll get him super late. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on board with that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Harry Schoenberg, um, he is the right one. I, I reckon he is. I reckon he's the one... Um, outside uh, that core little group they've had that they need to give the time to. I reckon his apprenticeship is done and now is the time to reap the rewards. You'll get him on your bench, Harry Schoenberg. You should. Yeah, 
What is? What was so going? So he's a stocking filler, buddy. This is late. Did, late. did, did Rory Sloan retire? Is he is he alive still? Yeah, he is. But I think he's thirty three and a bunged up body, turning thirty four next year. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just you don't even consider him anymore. But if he plays, he can't do much. Yeah, yeah. Um, next one's Archie Perkins. So forward with. 59 average, but star quality. New coach. You think they're going to back in some talent. As you said, they're buying some time. Archie Perkins. I, I just reckon he's something special about this boy. Just uh, The buying time thing seemed funny to me other than just like having low expectations because you look at that team and he's built to win. Yeah. So, but yeah, absolutely. Archie Perkins, for sure. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Really left field one here. Uh, but I reckon at pick 322, when you're just rounding out uh, uh, your little bench options, Joel Jeffrey um, at our Gold Coast Suns, high-end talent, and I mean extreme high-end talent, listed as a forward. His average just won't mean he won't be on the radar for anyone else. But here's this much, so much talent. That if they take the option and put him on the halfback Wait, flank, what? he we, will we. carve it up. We. 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 You reckon he's on a halfback flank? There's that. That's how talented he is. He'd be perfect for that role. Oh, jeez. I find it hard to believe they'd they've, take him out of the forward line. They've got three or four out that early in the season. You're actually better Pal, off. Powell's back. Is he? Powell's back. Yeah, Powell's back. I, I just think, and, and Rankin's mm. gone, so if he stays forward, he might play Rankin's role where he gets more time as that high half forward. So much class, I reckon they'll go, let's see what you got. Really? Wow, that'd be interesting. Okay. It's a left fielder. Okay. It's a left fielder. Yeah, why uh, not? Why not? It, it, it might be 12, 24 months too early, but this guy's super talented, super talented. Um, How good are the Suns going to be in three or four years? Oh, dramatic. But we have been saying it's this for be... three or four oh, years. Oh, no, no. But they're all local guys who are starting to come through now. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, oh. Jack Bowes. Yeah, good local guy. Good local guy. No, nah, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he was never local. <laughs> yes, he was. It's, he all, was it's all about Jed Walter, mate. Once it's Jed Walter's team. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's they it. could have three top 20 academy picks next year. They could do. They could do. Uh, Finn Callahan uh, is next. We're all going to be searching for what's going to happen in that midfield with three gone. Uh, Finn's got the uh, the ability, the skill, and the pedigree. Um, so he'll be a good stocking filler late, uh, especially in keepers. Uh, next one, TT. Taz. Oh, Taz is back. Daz is back. Uh, next one, just for a bit of fizz love, fizz in the credlin. They're all over this bloke, Hunter Clark. He's just been a bit disappointing. But the question is, is it ever going to happen? And you've got to think so. He's coming, isn't he? Oh, so is Christmas, man. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, and last but not least, he's on his way back. They had to get rid of 16 players out of the team to give him an opportunity. But James Warple is back in 2023. Fill that that's, stocking. 
that's horrendous. <laughs> You've been brainwashed. This is this is wrong. <laughs> this is propaganda. Uh, now, uh, just a quick update. Uh, love our fans. <laughs> love our fans. I got five days to create some burners. <laughs> Get on the blower to TC. Rally the fans up there in the Gold Coast. Yes. All right. Do you get any questions? I know this is... Yeah, we got heaps. Uh, I'll give you my stocking stuffer. It's Sam Switkowski. There you go. Oh, um, yes. Ninja, where are you ranking someone like Big O? Apparently, I'm not. Um, Who? Big O. Big O, yeah, apparently. Did you know there's a milk bar in Portland called the Big O? No. There you go. The Big O milk bar. And where are you ranking someone like Big O and Nank in single season? Feel like there isn't too much salary cap hype for them, so probably slide. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Um, is there any opposition happening for Big O at Brisbane? I think it was only for that Darcy Fort guy. but Right, so they did get him from Geelong. They used him a bit up forward. Yeah, so he does share a bit of time. So that's always a risk, depending on matchup. Yeah, I think Cam was all over Big O last year, and he didn't do much. Like, he was just a guy. Why was Cam mentioning someone that's not from Geelong? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I could see how Nank could be could outperform his draft position. Yeah. But the as I said before, the sub creates more opportunities for two rucks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Russ, given that the AFL signed a contract to hold the grand final at the MCG until 2057, <laughs> should non-Victorian fans invade the footy oh, ovals at the no. Twenty Mark during no. round one Russ, matches? Russ, please don't don't even get people thinking this. Because sadly, some people will take this seriously and think it's a great idea. This is why we can sell NFTs because of this weird environment we live in. It's I, I did actually don't see a way us. around. I, I don't see a way around it. I think they have to. It is. <laughs> don't don't. No, don't do. I, I just um, think that like the walkout to me, the walkout thing was like having those twenty people who attend a soccer match walk out was really significant. Yeah, I agree. Could you imagine, like, if, if West like Coast anything, fans just... If oh, West Coast all... fans said, hey, let's have a week where we don't attend. Like, it was just yeah. one match. Because obviously yeah. you're not going to attend. Like, you're going to attend most matches. Yeah. But if there was just like, hey, let's not attend round five against, you know, free whoever, I don't know, Brisbane. That'd be significant, I think. Yes, peaceful protest is the way to go. Peaceful, peaceful people. Absolutely. Let your voice Russell's... be heard, not not other things. Russ also says, I own Gorn and Darcy in Dynasty, so the Grundy and Jackson trades are less than ideal. Which of my rucks gets negatively impacted more? I'm leaning, this is the year I feel Darcy over Gorn. Yeah, I think you end up, Fielding both because Gorn's fair chance to get forward status, isn't he? Well, you'd have to, that, yeah, you'd, you'd think so. You'd yeah, think so. But I think, Russ, that you're leaning the right way in this question more than your last question. It's going to be one of those ones that's going to be super hard to predict, I reckon. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. 
And Especially we could all be so wrong. Yeah. That's why you, you have a process. If the process is wrong, well, you reevaluate yeah. next year. That's fine. Uh, Fork Talks. I think the top averaging ruck will only be 95 to 100. So scoring spread across the ruck lines will be compressed and can see Ooh. English, Marshall, Wits and Grundy all in that range within a few points of each other. Each, each other, no clear top guy. There is a world where that happens. I think you've looked at that quite well. I think English probably has the greater opportunity to get ahead of the remainder. And if Marshall is fit and plays ruck, he has too. No, we could be sitting here next year. Darcy Cameron's the number one ruck. I mentioned that. You didn't want to put him yeah. in. He's He's in. Only because apparently I head. was crying. Well, this is, well, a lot changes year to year. You're only <laughs> as good as your last Ruck Rankings podcast. <laughs> Fork Talks also says, with so few Ruck DPPs of worth this year except Cameron, thoughts on taking two decent Rucks back-to-back about round 12-14-ish to loop weekly as a strategy instead of going the full late-round Ruck punt and only getting one. I like the theory. I just wouldn't do 12 to 14 because you're missing out on some damn good players to be loopholing someone. So you're actually making your last on-field selection at at, uh, at 19 and you're a step behind everyone else. It's good security, but you're probably better off looking at uh, – um, putting really good players on your field first and then do your stocking feelers from there. I don't I don't hate it. I just hate no. taking someone I know I'm going to bench mm-hmm. in that early, like you yep. mentioned, I guess. I think that's, yep. yeah. Exactly what I seven, said. If it's round sure. 17, 18, I'm less of a problem with it. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Russ also says rule five, English only. Yep. Yep. Carla, Agreed. who are Hawks likely to run with in their ruck department? Meek, any chance? Also, in a general drafting sense, it's English R1 for me and one of the Darcy's at R2, whether that's Cameron or Sean. She's, she's, um, she's, uh, she's a uh, Fizz and Credlin fan. So, went the Meek ahead as number one uh, and uh, English R1, Sean Darcy R2. She's a... Carla's a Frio fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I don't mind Meek as the given a first crack. Yeah, and I think um, I think that's a good call out. English R one, I agree. Uh, and Darcy, there's a world Darcy Cameron is R two, and a little bit less of a world, but a possibility Sean Darcy can be R two. Ethan. Will the ranks be released in written form anywhere or just the draft kit? Well, Ethan, I don't think last year we put them up on the website, but we've done it in years past where we put them on the website and in the kit. We usually get chastised for putting them on the website. Um, So we didn't do it last year. We'll see. Yeah, We'll see what takes our fancy this year. Yeah, and and, um, it would definitely be in the kit though. Robert, uh, please decipher what is happening at Collingwood, Geelong, GWS, Hawthorne and Sydney. Are rucks? Almost none are owned in our alt-right dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, Robert. Uh, love it. Collingwood. 
Collingwood. We think at this stage, Darcy, Solo Ruck. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Geelong. What's happening at Geelong, Stato? I'll leave it to you. You got your nose, ear to the ground down at Geelong. Geelong will change weekly, which is what they always have done and will continue to do. They are the premiers. The system worked. So it would be a mixture of Blickass and, and Darcy. It would be interesting to see when their um, uh, their future ruck comes in. His third season, I think, he's rolling into. It might be second, but could be third. Um, but I think it will be those two for the majority of the year. Uh, GWS, who knows, uh, when not suspended Wait, no, or injured. Sorry. Geelong, is Segler any good? or He didn't retire or anything, did he, at Geelong? He's still alive. He's still alive. I don't know if he's still on the list. Yeah, there's another Cause, option. Cause, so third option. Because he, he was there. Radagalia was injured most of the year. God. It's a lot to share through. Because Radagalia generally pinch hits when he plays. They're stocking fillers, Geelong Rucks. With with exception of Blickass, because you know he's going to play a decent role no matter what. Yeah, well, fuck. Yeah, I mean they're not in my top fifteen. That's how gross it is. Yeah, agreed. And that's even with Blixars being DPP. Uh, GWS, sorry to cut you off, Stato. No, no. Well, you pick Proust as a top ten. Well, I slid him after I did bring Pico. <laughs> you picked him as a top ten. Uh, Hawthorne, we said Meek, maybe, but they're all pretty crummy options. And yeah. Sydney. Yeah, Hickey, um, who you didn't rank, uh, will we'll start as their one if fit because he's a great competitor. Um, and I think he's in in the range of 8 to 12 in the ranks. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Frio Crew, do we have to keep the ruck position? <laughs> That's a good question and good call. You shouldn't have to. Not in this day and age. Surely you can just put a utility or something. Yeah. In ultimate, surely. Uh, pack and sand to conning season. No. 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 I, I've got him and I'm, I haven't got high hopes. Oh, that's weird. Didn't you give me shit for dropping him? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, it's, it's a long play. It's a long play. Um, well, wait, when he's at Geelong next year? No, when when we're celebrating, when we're celebrating the ten years of the draft doctors, I shall be boasting <laughs> that I had TDK or got TDK. Uh, who was your first ever draft pick in that league? Uh, Dan Hanbury. So I was really? last. Yeah, I was you were last. last. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dan Hanbury. And that was the year he averaged 111. I thought, fucking bargain here, 26 years of yeah. age, 111 average. Yeah, that worked out well. Um, uh, the first person I dropped to the waiver, um, Cogs. Really? He wasn't selected <laughs> round one. <laughs> and guess what? I won the premiership that year. Yeah. Yeah, we had the yeah. last pick. Uh, we had the last two picks and we're in the... We're in the um, final. Yeah, correct. Because I finished on top. Yeah. Anyway, Tom Hawkins, uh, any tips on ruck strategy in an 18-team draft? Punting rucks is risky with lack of quality rucks, and an injury sees you risk a donut. Hand 
handcuffing always an option, but that needs luck to go your way. 18 team draft. Oh, fucking panic. Um, so uh, there's certain Ruckman that you didn't mention that will be available really late. Um, so you're talking big O. Pitnet. Pitnet. Um, Ignat. Yeah, so I, I won't say punting rucks is risky. Um, and I would rather get a 120 ceiling person first than burn round one draft pick on English. He's not going to go round one. I reckon he might. Nah, he'll go back around two earliest, I reckon. I, I hope that's Pete. the case. I hope people listen to what we've been preaching for seven, what is it, seven years? How long have we been around? The, there's, there's no way because he doesn't stand out like Eight any years. of the other guys. You can't, you can't captain him. You, no. Like you're not passing up Dunkley to Randall's forwards. You're not passing up Doc in defence. Yeah. You're not passing yeah. up the Squillian midfielders. Yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. Just square away Wits or Robin like round six and that's fine. Round 12, still good ones around, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, if you could pair, say, Darcy Cameron early and then take a couple shots late, yeah, I reckon that'd be an okay strategy. Yep. But, you know, I'm yeah, not do, reaching on Cameron. Do you know the really late rucks handcuffing I like? Hickey and Laddams. Yeah, that's, that's fair. You could do it really late. Yep. I always try to get the backup Ruckman, like of someone who might get injured, like the backup. Like say you, 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 you know, you don't draft Nank, you might get Wits, but you take Soldo, and if Nank gets injured, Soldo's the man. Or Yeah, um, I love those 50s. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Fair or, or Cherry. Cherry, take Cherry. Yeah, Cherry, one. Goldie and Cherry, yep. It's good man. Yeah. Good uh, Like if you take a, a, last, a last sort of guy who can succeed, there you go. Uh, Dane, Cherry to rise to the top this year has shown really strong scoring tendencies with Clarko in full rebuild mode. Surely he yeah. gets a huge share this year. Yep. I think that's, yeah. that's on the cards. It's an outcome. Oh, I mean, if you wanted him over Draper, I wouldn't. <laughs> Not yeah. Here. Uh, yeah. Dio's unicorns. How much ruck time to the likes? Again, the thing was Goldie was good. Yeah, I know, but he's another year older. Yeah. Uh, Dio's unicorns. How much ruck time to the likes of Hayes, Williams, and Teak will get in 2023? Hayes, Williams, and Teak will not much. Yeah. Mini Monk, are we punting rucks or are we punting rucks? We Number are. One, English, number two, Marshall, number three, this is where you start punting. <laughs> yeah, it's fair call. I, I, I'm still reasonably comfortable to have a crack at Grundy somewhere. I, I think he might surprise and his value will drop and you'll get him at a better position. There you go. Grundy R1, you heard it here first. Mini Monk, <laughs> for stocking stuffers, isn't Shed 16 really the best place to stuff your sock? <laughs> <sighs> I have heard that, Stato. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah, Shed 16. Gets a good run these days, isn't it? 
Fuck, does it ever. I saw um, there was a tweet floating around this week. Uh, do you think any of your Twitter followers want to have sex with you? And they talk about swingers clubs a lot. Stay at home. That's, <laughs> it comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Stato's had sex with roughly 69% of our listeners. With Nicknack <laughs> consistently injured and surely almost finished and West Coast having to look to youth, Harry Barnett having big junior numbers, would it be worth punting Oof. rucks and snagging him as a bench option? In a dynasty, yes. The big unk, is it finally Laddam's season? Uh... Yeah, I still think he's number two behind Hickey. Odin, Scotty Lysette to be a top three ruck this year. Where did you rank him? Eight? 11, 12. (laughs) Jesus, even I was overrating him. Um, No, no, uh, I don't see him as a top three, but I think it'd be quite serviceable. If you're in a 12-team league and you're the last person to take a ruck, and it's Scott Lysette, oh, you're fine. You're, you're fine. fine. Until he gets injured in round four. You're fine. And that's and when you can go to a backup. They've drafted a backup. <laughs> Ned Reeves, are you playing this week? <laughs> that's all the Twitter questions, Sato. It's four o'clock. You've got to get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. So just to all our listeners uh, over the Christmas period, Merry Christmas and have a good break. And of course, please be safe on the roads and uh, make good decisions as best you can. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.